happy Wednesday, Brian Neitch. Yes, happy Wednesday to you, John North. How are you today? I am good. Thank you for asking. Cheers. Uh, drinking some Miss Brown Eyes here. Uh, the cheers, sun is. Steve. Yeah, cheers. God bless. Salute to everybody. Yes. God is good. Jesus is king. That's right. He's still on the throne. Man, thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. Sun's he won coming. the victory. Yeah. Every day is a victory. Right. I love that. You know, just wake up, just get some coffee, get the sun coming through the window. And mm-hmm. I got my uh, essential oils coming out of my machines. What do you call that? I forget what those machines Your are called. Diff- diffuser? Like, diffusers. I'm big on those. So just talking with you, Brian, and, and doing this show and bringing everybody together on this on this Wednesday morning. Such a blessing. And as we read God's word all the way through, chapter by chapter, book by book, verse by verse, we're in Exodus chapter four. Um, yeah. And follow along with us. That's right. Get your Bible out, New Living Translation, or whatever you have, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not it's good it's good to to go to other other translations sometimes to see a different see it from a different angle. You know, you know? I, I was thinking, prayer works every time. You know why? Because your prayers can come. God can can uh, make them happen. You know, He can He can make them uh, come to light. Uh, but sometimes your your God doesn't want your prayer to come to happen. He'll say no. <laughs> I, I know you're praying for it, but no. Yeah. And so in a way, yeah. then that's a, that's a win situation as well because it's what God wants. And I was just thinking about that because I I had a big prayer with my wife, uh, just praying to Jesus yesterday morning before my wife went to work to go teach fourth grade, mm-hmm. and uh, what we prayed about just God really worked yesterday. And, 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 you know, seems like that prayer, like really kind of came to light and God was moving and working. And I was like, wow, like there is so much power on prayer. And, um, but you know, I've prayed about things and, and, uh, it's almost like what I wanted God to help with the exact opposite happened. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, that, you know, that wasn't the path that God wanted me to go down and, um, so either way, it's just a win-win. So, I mean, the power of prayer is amazing. And just, I think we need to pray something I work on too, not just at church. We're not even just here on the Bible study here with you, but just multiple times throughout the day. Absolutely. Prayer is, a, is vital. It's literally vital. It's the, even, you know, people say, oh, well, don't just say, you know, you know, I'm thinking about you, prayers, prayers and, th- and good thoughts, but pr- praying to the Lord with the word of God is the best thing you can do. It changes scenarios. It literally can change the atmosphere of the whole situation. You know, yeah. literally, literally God works in the earth through us, right? He, no, he doesn't normally just arbitrarily just like zap, bam, boom. He uses people, right? And he uses you, to help get his will, perfect will to, to flow, and he and he does that by you starting off in prayer. It's amazing. Mm. Well, He's such so a wonderful, so merciful, always so merciful. Well, and, and with that, let's let's pray it in, and then let's let's yeah. read Exodus, a uh, chapter four, as we're continuing through our journey of Exodus, and had a great time in Genesis, of course. And Genesis is an amazing 
amazing amazing yes. man it was just great so um, um i'll let you go then sure I'll, I'll start it off father oh father god thank you in jesus name we come to you thank you again for another wonderful morning a great time just to listen to your the spirit of god move hear the word Lord, we pray as we hear it, just let it motivate us and, and change us and, and open our eyes and reveal things so that we can love people more, give more, be more helpful and merciful to others, mm-hmm. and be the example to the world that you want us to be. We are your ambassadors, and we take that seriously. Mm-hmm. In G- Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, the St. Lululemon ambassador. That's right. That's it. We don't have we don't have a code for God. We it's just, so we funny. Are. People will re- go to the grave repping Lululemon, you know, as an ambassador, you know. But I know, you know, when it that's how we should be for God. So, but I digress. Let's get into the word. Uh, let's see. I'll uh, I'll read down to eighteen. You want to split this one up? Let's do it. I kind of like doing that. Uh, signs of the Lord's power, but Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? I love, I love this conversation between God, Yahweh and Moses. Yeah. You know, the NC, you know, like we talked about yesterday, the insecurities of Moses as a human, you know, as, as God is talking to him, he's still doubting and questioning and and not in God in himself, you know, right in God. Um, but you know, Moses should know here that, hey, God's got you. You know, they. You, yeah, you think. <laughs> he's, hey, what if they won't believe me or listen to me? Well, I'm pretty sure you got a, you got the right, you got the right man on your side, not man, God. You got the God, the only God. Uh, let's continue. Then the Lord asked him, "What is that in your hand?" A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, you know, it's crazy that God that says to, to do something. But, of course, as humans, you know, God will say, hey, do this in life, or go down this path, or speak to us, or move with us, or throw the Bible in front of us nonstop, but we don't open it, or, or you know, we, we, we always need proof. We need more. We need more as humans, you know. So here's mm-hmm. God telling Moses to go do something. And then Moses is like, I don't know, God. Like, what if they don't listen to me? So then, of course, God's like, all right, here we go. Let me, you know, let me let me do some of these acts. But we shouldn't need the acts. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, these are, I know we're, we're already commenting, but it, the New Testament says it's a wicked generation needs a sign. Mm. <laughs> That's of course we've already seen all these signs and wonders that God's done miracles and and mighty things, but but uh, yeah, just believe Him. Mm-hmm. Just believe Him, and I'm not judging. Yeah. I mean, I put myself in Moses' position, and who knows how I would act, or say, or the doubt, right. or the insecurity I would have with myself. Or why is God speaking to me? And I mean, wow, you can't even imagine. So. Um, uh, verse four, then the Lord told him, reach out and grab it, grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign. The Lord told him, 
then they will believe the that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. Six. Then the Lord said to Moses, now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak. And when he took it out again, his hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease. Now put your hand back into your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back in. And when he took it out again, it was a healthy as the rest of his body. The Lord said to Moses, if they do not believe you and you are not convinced by the first miracle, miraculous sign, they will be convinced by the second sign. And if they don't believe you or listen to you even after these two signs, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it on the, gr- the dry ground. When you do, the water from the Nile will turn to blood mm. on the ground. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Uh, what crazy, right? These, these, this is, it's almost like a Aladdin or a Disney movie here. Hmm. Well, it seems to me it's just like, you know, you know, Jesus was made of new after he rose, you know, then the blood. I mean, it just, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. And the hand was, you know, almost kind of killed with disease and sin. And then all of a sudden now he takes his hand out. It's as it's of new. Um, and I mean, look at the snake, you know, we talk about the snake being sin, you know, uh, a lot of people think that, you know, that the, the snake is Jesus on the stick as you see on, on hospitals and ambulances because God or Jesus took all of the sin of the world. He took it all. So he became sin and died with it. Yeah. And so now here we talk about the snake. So I don't know, just a lot of things later, of course, later on, they lift up the snake the, the the pole with the snake on it and all who believe and look at that are healed mm. in the wilderness well he's using the, he's using the things around him here yeah. uh, 10 but Moses pleaded with the Lord oh Lord I'm not very good with words I've never been I have never been and I'm not now even though you have spoken to me I get tongue tied and my words get tangled then the, Lord asked, then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not see? Is it, the, is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said. What about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he is on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be uh, with both of you as you speak, and I will instruct you both in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece, and he will stand in in the place of God for him, telling him, him telling him what to say yeah, and take 17. your take your shepherd's staff with you and use it in performing the miraculous signs i have shown you moses returns to egypt go time for brian 
So Moses went back to home to Jethro, for his father-in-law. Please let me return to my relatives in Egypt. Moses said, I don't even know if they are still alive. Go in peace, Jethro replied. Before Moses left Midian, the Lord said to him, Return to Egypt, for all those who wanted to kill you have died. Mm. So Moses took his wife and his sons and put them on a donkey, headed back to the land of Egypt. In his hand, he carried the staff of God. And the Lord told Moses, When you arrive back in Egypt, go to Pharaoh, perform the miracles, all of them, I have empowered you to do. But I will harden his heart, so he will refuse to let the people go. Then you will tell him, this is what the Lord says. Israel is my firstborn. I have commanded you, let my son go so he can worship me. But since you have refused, I will now kill your firstborn. Well, on the way to Egypt, at the, at the place where, well, he just gets right to the point there. Mm-hmm. As, on the way to Egypt, at the place where Moses and his family had stopped for the night, the Lord confronted him and was about to kill him. But Moses' wife, Zephorah, took a flint knife and circumcised her son. She touched his feet with the foreskin and said, Now you are a bridge, a bridegroom of blood to me. When she said a bridegroom of blood, a bridegroom of blood she was referring to the circumcision. After that, the Lord left him alone. Now the Lord had said to Aaron, Go out into the wilderness to meet Moses. So Aaron went and met Moses in the mountain of God, and he embraced him. Moses then told Aaron everything that had, com- that the Lord had commanded him to say, and th- and he told him about the miraculous signs the Lord had commanded him to perform. Moses and Aaron returned to Egypt and called all the elders of Israel together. Aaron told him everything that the Lord had told Moses. Oh, one second. Moses perf- and Moses performed the miraculous signs as they watched. Then the people of Israel were convinced the Lord had sent Moses. They were convinced the Lord had sent Moses and Aaron when they heard that the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery. They bowed down and worshipped. Hmm. Awesome. So now we have the commission to set my people go. Let set my people free here. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. This is this is a great moment. This is the moment where it, I mean, it take, takes the, the the children of God from slaves, and and you know forever we talk about the Exodus. You know, songs have written been written about it. This is this is about to start here. About to start. So Moses is scared. You imagine though, like I don't. I, I it's hard to judge the man. Because we weren't there. But he's talking to God. He's talking to the Most High. He gives him the staff. He turns it into a snake. He he shows him he, his hand becomes sick. He puts his hand back under his cloak and pulls it out. It becomes normal again. He gets told. I mean, it's um, the things that, yeah, that water, are happening. Water to blood. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and wa- just, just the fact that he's talking to God in the first place. Yeah. I mean, the, those things don't even need to happen. Oh, everything okay? Go ahead. Sorry, Brian had to get up uh, and 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 attend to his family really quick here, so it's just me. But yeah, it it is hard to judge Moses because we talked about this yesterday. The insecurities that humans have, and you know, um, we talked about the the big biblical, 
you know, characters, the people in the Bible like Moses. And, and here you are. I, I, I bet a lot of people out there don't realize or, you know, how insecure Moses is. I think Moses, the guy parting the seas, dropping yeah. the hand, killing the Egyptians, you know, talking to God and, and, you know, kind of being the, the, the quarterback of getting the, uh, Israelites out of Egypt. And, but here we are insecurity, doubt, fear. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's just mm-hmm. humans right here. But I love how the Lord is just with them. And I, and I also love Brian, how the Lord just says, who made your mouth? You know, yeah, who can make exactly. you speak? Who can do all? I am God. You know, it's like when uh, Sarah or Rebecca laughed about, oh, no, I can't get pregnant. No, yeah, way. Sarah. I'm too, Sarah, I'm too old. And God's like, you know, mm-hmm. what, what do you mean? Is anything too hard for God? You know? Yeah, I love that, right? Anything too hard? That's just like... I know. So, um, so yeah, sorry. Keep going, though, Brian. I, I know. Everything okay? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's a, so, so they get into Egypt. Yeah, they get into Egypt. And, uh, and they got to show our circle. Yeah. And so... Uh, now he he presents everything to um to Israel and the, the leaders of Israel the elders of Israel mm. they find out that God loves them they he still hears them he still takes care of them and so they love so what do they do good for them they bow down and worship God last verse that's a good thing this is a this is a good thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when they heard they bow down and worship so. Man, I, that's I, that's something that we all should do. Yeah, right. We all we all should. Uh, we should. You know, notice this. It's they talked about the miracles, but it says when they heard John. This is important. Right. right. When they heard the Lord, verse thirty-one, that the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery, because they heard this, they bowed down in worship. Uh, I, it's really you know people always say if I you know if I can see a miracle. I believe, but that's not true. No, well, look at—I mean, look at look at the UFOs. I mean, there's literally like what is it now up to like 15 straight up UFO videos, Pentagon approved, U.S. military. Those are UFOs. Those are things of not this world. uh, Video proof, and still probably 90% of the the world's probably like nah, nah. I don't believe in UFOs. Like my my parents are like, oh come on, John. I'm like, mom. What are you talking about? Watch 60 minutes. Watch, go to YouTube, watch these videos, go, <laughs> you know, but nah, and, 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 I, and, I, and I know this is a totally different example and all that kind of stuff. But then again, very possible that these are demons as we've talked about before. It's biblical and everybody's just like, nah, that's not real. It's like, well, then what is it then? <laughs> it's demonic to me. I, I know it is. It has to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, what more proof do you need? Me. It's literally like, do you want the UFO to land in your front yard and a green alien come out? Like, what more mm-hmm. proof do you need that there's UFOs? Literally, there are video. It's not like some guy in Nebraska that took a picture. Na, 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 na. Exactly. It's, it's like right in front of their eyes, and people are still like, nah, nah. Yeah, there's too many testimonies. There's too many conversations. There's too many high officials in the military and other organizations that are like, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is what happened. But I mean, I look at this. but look at Jesus. Jesus is the most well documented human being on planet Earth of oh, all time. Thank you. The guy mm-hmm. did he 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 
everything the, the Old Testament said would happen, Jesus fulfilled to a T. Not one thing was not uncovered and not performed by Jesus. Jesus literally dies, right? And then comes back to yeah. life with 500 plus witnesses that saw Jesus walk talk, perform, their living before he went back up to heaven. All 500 plus humans were tortured to death. And not one of them was like, oh no, we all just came together just to like make this up. No, they all died saying, of course, we saw Jesus. He has risen again. I mean, there is proof after proof after proof after proof that Jesus is Lord. But there's people out there that say, nah. Just like the same people that are like, oh, those things in the sky, nah. Nah. They just want to stick their head in the sand, believe in nothing, and uh, they basically say when you die, you just die, and that's it. Oof, what a way to live. Yeah, you're, just, you're just gone. Nonsense. Nonsense. Look, how, the amazing, the amazing soul, the mind, the consciousness, that is not just something that's not normal. You know, it's not like, if you're basically saying that nothing sparked life, evolved into a human, and discovered itself and said, hi, I'm a human. I'm nothing. That's ridiculous. That we have these amazing conscious minds. And where are they? Don't tell me they're in some electricity firing synapses. No, it's nonsense, John. Well, it's science, nonsense. Science, does, science doesn't even know. You go back Second, to the very yeah. beginning. It's just, science has no answer. Science tries but then again, science is still God. And I mean, you know, I remember my pastor, uh, Brett Meadow at uh, Athey Creek. He, he, he went down a list of like the most brilliant scientific minds over the past like 120 years. And he's like, you're always going to hear people say that science is against God. He's like, let me list off some of the greatest minds in all of science that are Christians, yeah, who, that believe in God, that actually look at the science Look at everything and say, this is even more proof that God is real, that, that Jesus is Lord. Like, this is even more proof that there's a God. Like, it, you know, we don't hear that side, Brian, right? We hear more of the scientists that are like, oh, just the Big Bang Theory and evolution. And then, okay, you know, I understand that's a whole different podcast and you can even say, obviously, there are there is some evolution, and that is God, just like God is science. But you know, I just think it's a good point to make that. Trust me, do your research. There's many, many brilliant minds of science that 100 uh, percent believe in God. Absolutely, absolutely. The systems that have to have quote evolved unquote in the exact same time and same manner that works. Uh, simultaneously together are ridiculously too many. The probability numbers are ridiculous. The symmetry of this earth is just outrageous. And the universe it's just, anyway. But Brian, it we was have, an accident. It just kind of yeah, happened an by accident. accident. Yeah, it's a yeah, little explosion exactly. in the sky. Wait, explosion in the sky? What would Where's that from? Yeah. Where'd that, Where'd that from? from? Where'd the black come from in the first place? Well, we just don't know yet. Okay, so then you're going to gamble eternal, eternal, uh, eternal life on that. Well, exactly. we just don't know yet. 
Yeah, okay. you know, Second Peter says they're willingly ignorant. <laughs> you don't even know the answer, and you're just like, yeah, everything on black. Of course, everything, everything on black. <sighs> oh, you know what? Because I believe that. Because I've seen under a microscope, and I've seen a cell, and I've dissected the DNA mm-hmm. chain. Yeah, it's it's amazing. How how amazing you take a few a few animals, and you have and and after many many years, you have a tons of different types of dogs yeah tons of different types of horses it's just the code in our dna what god put in there originally is amazing Mm. it's amazing you don't see horses become donkeys or cows or whales my wife made that same point the other day it's interesting you mentioned that maybe this was like a month ago but we had a big discussion about this evolution topic and of course evolution will happen to a certain extent but you're right it's why aren't we turning into something different? You know, why is a dog not turning into something? I mean, yeah, I know. know exactly. I still got, I'm still, I'm still me. I'm just kidding. It's adaptation. You know, adaptation is exactly what happens. You know, mm-hmm. environmental changes affect genetics and they up, they turn on and turn off. It's pretty basic. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty easy to understand in the light of God. Created Let me tell you something. You have to have more faith that God is not real than that. God is real. 100%. You have to have massive. I mean, that's a religion. Being an atheist is an actual religion. Like you have to have faith because oh, no, you don't have not. you don't have the scientific proof. You don't have no, the answers. Nobody knows anything. They can guess. They have theories. This that. Yeah. I mean, talk to talk to an intellect scientific uh, atheist, and literally they can't give you a direct answer for anything. It's just kind of like, well, well, it's, it's kind of gray and this, and it's like, Oh, okay. So that's the, you're gambling God, you're gambling eternal life. You're, you're, you're gambling everything off just right off, off what? Off it's what? a crapshoot, man. It's like you rolling know? the dice. And I, I no, thank you. You know, you have to have faith that God is not real. That's a strong belief out of everything that we see and feel. Like we're talking about feelings in the soul and everything, Brian. Um, I know it. I mean, even I just things that are demonic. I mean, think about the devil, the demons. Uh, even things is, 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 I know this is a stretch, but like haunted houses, ghosts, people that see ghosts. I mean, if you believe in ghosts, I mean, don't you think that you should lay in bed at night going, okay, well, if there's ghosts in that house, then maybe God is real. I mean, there's no. obviously something else besides this world. If you believe in ghosts, I love the people that believe in ghosts, but don't believe in God. What? Yep. I do believe in spooks. Yeah, I believe in spooks. Yeah, that house Look, is I, definitely haunted, but Yahweh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way. See, the thing is, remember, it comes back to this, and we'll 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 get to thirty uh, chapter five. Sorry, I'm getting heated. Sorry, it's okay. Hey, no, this is a good topic. If you can say there's no God, then you're not accountable to anyone. For your anger, for your your sin, for your lust, for your adultery, for your 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 uh, you know your just life of of lasciviousness or your uncontrolled appetite of, of of whatever you want. There's no accountability. You can do whatever you but, want. And that's the life they want to live. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And with yeah, if you just if you do say, oh, God did create the heavens and the earth, which Genesis chapter one. Verse one changes everything in the whole entire world. Mm-hmm. Then you have to say, "Oh, then who is this God?" And I should yeah. probably. So are we getting that tatted? Come on, that's a good one. That's yeah. 
All right. Genesis in. chapter 1, verse 1. Yep. 1 and 1. In the, God created the heavens and the earth. I mean, Drop the mic. Boom. Drop the mic. The rest is just... You know, it's that... I dropped the mic, sorry. <laughs> he actually dropped the mic. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let me let's scroll down here. Chapter four. So, okay. Um, I love they bowed and down and worshipped. You know, it reminds me, Brian, I, I wanted to touch on this topic before we possibly leave. read five, even though we're, we're talking a lot this one. And five is, well, it's not too long. Nah. But, you know, I go to church and I really go to church with, you know, of course, I'm singing. I'm having fun. I have a smile on my face. and. You know, like I'm drinking coffee, like I'm in it, like and I don't want to paint the wrong picture of me, but I really want to make the point that when I go to church, I, 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 even though I don't, I don't physically drop to a knee and like get on the floor and, you know, there's some people that do go up to the front and do that, just kind of, you know, bow down and, and, uh, there's, uh, you know, all that, but mentally that is that's where my mind is and maybe i need to not be so you know scared to raise my hands when i sing or go up to the front and like literally bow to god uh mm-hmm. which we should which we should but why do we not maybe a little bit of fear we had this conversation a few weeks ago talking about raising your hand when you're singing in church and how i think that some people don't out of fear but my mindset in church is so um humble and just bowing down to God and just Lord I'm yes I want to learn and praise you but also I'm sorry forgive me I'm a sinner uh, I, I put everything at your feet um, who am I to judge it, it's the it's the sinner's hospital is what church is and that's how I approach it and I think some people get that twisted Brian and I think that uh, this verse here like you said at the very end uh, Exodus chapter four, verse 20, uh, 31 at the end here, they bowed down and worshiped, mm-hmm. you know, you see some people go to church, they're like, you know, suit and tie looking fresh, you know, just, just, you know, chin up. Like I'm in church, I'm checking the box. I'm perfect. I'm, you know, I, I I'm better than everybody. And, and I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just saying, I do think though, we can all admit there's people out there like that, you know, almost I'm kind sure. of like, a, sure. almost kind of like a pride thing of like. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, that's my car out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wore the nice watch today. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm front row. Yeah, I'm, I'm good friends with the pastor. You know, yeah. this this almost kind of cocky attitude of like I'm higher up. It, I, I don't know. I think anybody listening, stay away from that. You Absolutely. Know, just bow to Jesus' feet as as and, and 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 that's the approach I think that we should all have just in and out of church all together. Hundred percent, everywhere you are, you know that's a great point. And church is, you know, church is a celebration time. And yeah, yes, is it a hospital for sinners? Sure, but it's literally the gathering. What is, the Bible only talks about the building gathering together only once or twice, maybe. You know what? Three, three plus people. You no, know, oh, that too. Yeah, it says if any, if if two or more gather together in my name, I'm in the midst of them. Uh, and it also, and Paul writes also. Uh, don't you know? Don't forsake the assembling of the brethren. And it doesn't say you know you have to go to this you know five hundred you know you have to have this thousand thousand member church or church churches this and that and this and that. It's literally coming together, like we do on Monday nights and Thursday nights. It's coming together like we do 
uh, on the podcast. It's coming together and talking and celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. That is literally what church is. Yeah, and if people right. come and get saved and they hear they hear the word and they get saved and they get born again, praise God. Praise but God. But your, your life outside of the church, my life outside, everyone listening outside of the church is the main mission ground. When you're in, we're in your grocery store, when you're in Exxon getting filling gas, when you're in the gym slamming bars, screaming shankle, Mm-hmm. That's where your testimony, and that's where people look at you and say, wow, you know what? What's up, man? How are you doing? I love you. I don't know why I'm attracted to you, but you're you're an amazing person. And that's when you can say, you know what? It's because there's one man. He changed my life forever. The real mission ground is outside the walls of the church. That is our celebration moment, and I hope people get born again, healed, delivered, prophesied to. Everything happens there. But our real mission, our normal, our normal life, is where you know where the glory happens, man. Remember, Paul wrote the whole New Testament, maybe not all of it, but most of it in jail, mm. right? His the two, yeah, most of his letters were written when he was incarcerated because of because of preaching. Well, they're all the in hard times. Yeah, look, yeah, look at all the hard times. It's hard times. It's like yeah. training. Like yeah, you could see gold medals. Yeah, you could see teams. Like we have worlds this week, and we have I mean, Pan Am's coming up in Florida. You see the teams, you see the PRs, you see the medals, you see the glory, the light of weightlifting, right? But guess what? Yeah. It's hard training. It's hard, hard times. Training. It's un. It's an uncomfortable lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That is the Bible. It's not exactly. fluff and perfect yeah. and white picket fences in the Truman Show. I mean, no way. You know, oh my life. It's why does everybody pick on me? Me, me. It's not about you. It's about God. Yeah, yeah. you're you're looking him. at it differently, and, and and it's not just you. It's it's everybody. I mean, it's 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 everybody. Thank you. Remember, he said if you if they hated me, they even killed him. They're gonna hate you. They're gonna want to hurt you. They're gonna want to pull you down. Yeah. They're gonna want to tear you apart. But you know what? That's why we have this. We have something that the world doesn't. John, we have the Holy Spirit. We have the power of God living on the inside of us. So even when they come at you, you can stand. Well, stand and also when you when you when you truly believe in heaven and an eternal life, and I actually should I'm putting the the cart before the horse. When you believe in God, then guess what? You shouldn't be scared of death. That's right. I agree. You know, I mean, truly, I mean, I understand we're flesh and it's scary, and we don't want to leave our families and friends and we don't want to, we don't want to, uh, you know, what's that Kenny Chesney song? Uh, I don't want to go yet. I'm going to miss her. Oh no. Oh no. That's a new one though. That's actually really good. That just came out, but something like, I believe in heaven. I believe in God. He says, but all right, I'm excited to go to heaven, but I don't want to go yet. I want a little, you know, I want a little more time on earth. Something like that. You know, it's kind of a clever song. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, like, I like Kenny and, um, it, it's kind of true, you know, like, Oh man, I'm excited for heaven, but, not yet. <laughs> give me, oh, everybody give me a everybody wants to go to heaven. Yeah, everybody wants to go to heaven, but not yet. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's true actually. Even though it's a, it's a catchy country song, uh, more of a tropical. I like tropical Kenny more than country Kenny, but it's oh, yeah. it is a good verse that Kenny sings. It's kind of true. Like we all want to go to heaven. We're all right. excited to go to heaven. But then again, it's like uh, give me about forty more years. Give me about fifty yeah, more years. Yeah, let's let's let, let's let it play out a little bit more. Yeah, you know. 
Um, I want to talk a little bit about what Laura said here, just to throw this out before I I do got to go. So maybe we should just do three chapters tomorrow. All Um, right. But she says, as far as going up to the front of the church and bowing, um, she says it depends on the church. Some denominations bow every time they pass the altar, which is fine. The problem I have, problem's the wrong word, Laura. Let me just try to think about this. How I view that is you shouldn't, it should be free will. It should be up to you if you want to go up during worship songs. And even Athey has a Sunday night where all they do is play music, pray, and, and that's it. There is no actual uh, talking. Um, it's just like two hours of just music and prayer and all that. And so you see more of that, you know, going up and bowing, but it should be, it should be Brian, right? It should just be kind of what you want to do. And I think that like, if a church is like, Hey, this is what we do. You have to do this. When you walk by bow, it's like, Whoa, do it, do it. Like, Hmm. Yeah. That's not, that's not from the heart necessarily. Maybe for some it is, but maybe some people are forced to do that when they really don't want to do that. And I think that's a little, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know what? You, you okay, There's a couple things. You make a great point, though, here. And, yeah, if we have to read three or four chapters tomorrow, hey, I'm, I'm game. But so, it, if you you know, sometimes, you know, it, you know, the Bible says that when you, like a newborn believer, it's like you desire the milk of the word of God or that new, the easy to eat stuff, the easy to drink stuff, like a babe, like a baby. You know, you don't feed a baby a ribeye, right, even though they're good. You feed them milk. So sometimes you have to instruct people on what's what's a what's what's a good way, how to pray, how to honor God, you know, what to do in certain situations. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm with you one hundred percent. If you are forced to bow or let's say you're forced to do the sign of the cross or you're forced to do, you know, pray five times a day, you know, towards Mecca or whatever your belief is, if you're forced to do something that's that's not from the heart. It's 100% from the heart is what God wants. He's not about he doesn't care about your works. He doesn't care about your oh you did this today, good on you, buddy. No, he cares about what your real intention, what your real heart, what your will is. What he, what he wants is you. He doesn't he doesn't want your little actions, you know? You're this. Oh, you did this today, or you did you did go to church today. Oh, I love you now. He doesn't care about that. He cares about you. Yeah, Willis is a great way. Thing he does the religious things, right? The Bible says. Well, I was just I was just gonna say it's it's uh, and I understand what Laura is saying. Of course, I'm not arguing with Laura here. She's saying it's you know, but traditionally people bow when they pass the altar, and that's fine. That's fine if you and if you bow when you pass the altar, great. Oh my gosh, I'm not, don't get it twisted what me and Brian are saying, but it should be up to you. You shouldn't be forced to do it. Uh, and then we talk about traditions and quote unquote religion and, and, uh, and, and all this stuff that's just not biblical. You know, it never, I don't think it says anywhere in the Bible, you must bow every time you see an altar. Didn't say that. So continue. Sorry, I interrupted you, Brian. No, but, well, I mean, well, Laura just, does have a good point, though. Some churches yeah. are like this. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, no, no. He says, uh, uh, Jesus was talking in here, and he said that when you when you make uh, the, the the traditions of men 
right? Make the word of God of none effect. That's a huge moment. That's a huge statement. Mm -hmm. The traditions of men make the word of God of none effect, right? He almost says forsake your, you know, what does he say in Matthew 15? Forsake your traditions. It's, it's, it's phenomenal to think about that, that he came, remember, Jesus came and changed everything, right? Remember, he says, it's Matthew 15, he says, Whosoever shall say to his father or mother, it's a gift, whosoever shall, thou mightest be profited. He goes, in honor, um, he goes, thus, when you, when, you, the tradi- when you make traditions more important than anything, you make the word of God useless in your life. He calls them hypocrites. He says, you're a hypocrite because of the things you're doing in tradition without faith or without heartfelt belief. You're nullifying any effect that God's word or the power of God has. So it's something to think about when you follow blindly these, these religious acts of your denomination or, you know, or your, um, you know, your, of your family tradition or your, or your, your religious tradition or your, your, uh, of your Christian tradition, find out why, why you do this stuff. Yeah. If you're honoring God, that's great. But why do you do these things? Checking a box and just bowing because you, you think that's the right thing to do. You know, check yourself. Find out why. Because honoring God in your heart is the first thing you should do. That's number one right there. And Laura yeah. has, where she's on the chat board here, and she's saying, um, you know, at, at I think maybe her church now or maybe her former church, maybe growing up. I don't know which one it is. But um, no, they're not forced to do it. Uh, but she did, and it was from the heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, amen to that, baby. What a, what a beautiful thing that is. Exactly. So that, that's totally different. You know, if there's a, if there's a church where just, you know, actually Brett, um, the church I go to, Brett always does at least, at least once every so often he says, Hey guys, let's sing a little louder. You know, let's get the hands yeah. up. Like, come mm-hmm. on down and bow in the front here. Like, that's awesome. like, you know, he, he even calls us out. He says, Hey, I think sometimes you guys are a little too uptight, you know, worrying about what other people think. Like, you know, I'm not saying we yeah. have to, he always says, I'm not saying we have to swing from the chandeliers, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And, and I think it's good that Brett does that, you know, as he's leading the church is, is just saying like, it's okay to come up here. Like, don't be, don't be intimidated. Don't be worried about what humans think. If you want to, if it's your heart, if it's your will, you know, this is what we're here for. And I, and I love that right. reassurance. And of course I still don't, even though I should, but um, I think Laura just brings up great points. Brian, everything you're saying is money in the bank. It's so true. Laura's saying it's important to understand the context of why you follow traditions that gives it purpose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Will, Will Hawkinson says, if you don't know, yeah. then, uh, then why, uh, yeah, you, you can't have the intent needed. Um, yeah. If you don't yeah. know the why that's so, that's so important. Like if you don't, it's the same thing. If you don't know how, why you're, you're, you're training every day in weightlifting, it's going to be very crummy. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine just training yeah. and not ever, have any interest or any competition on the platform or don't even know yeah. what the sport of weightlifting. Could you imagine if weightlifting no, wasn't a sport and all you did was snatch, clean and jerk squat every single day of your life? No, oh. Nobody would do it if it's not a sport. Nope. I mean, yeah, are the nobody lifts fun? Of course. Are they explosive? Are they great? Are they, is it the best movements in all of the world? Of course. But day in and day out, mm-hmm. grinding, pushing, attacking, snatch, clean and jerk without any attachment to a sport. 
I mean, tell me, what, what's the first thing they say? The first thing they teach you, John, when you signed up for a uh, uh, yeah, uh, weightlifting, uh, the the uh, MLMs that you're selling me. The first, when you sign up, when you sign up Time for shares? Uh, Tupperware. Tupperware knife sales, yeah. For all the what listeners, they, I have an yeah. inside joke where I always try to get my friends into pyramid yeah. schemes as a joke. So don't think. <laughs> but they all, the, the organization always says, "Find your why." Even in every sales, even in sales sales teams, find your oh, why. I see. Are you talking about my benchcraft days? My no, game, no, my no. game day days, my my no, boiler room just, days. I'm not talking about your pyramid scheme. Oh, okay. Sign up. Find, find your why. Don't get it wrong, people. As soon as you join the team and you get to uh, Utah, you got to go straight to the whiteboard, or this just you, or just bang a phone five hundred times a day and just get three S's. Oh God, <laughs> miserable. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man. So yeah, find your why. But it's true in in, the, in God, right? You, you, you know what my why is? Oh, He showed me how much He forgave me, and He loves me. Yeah. And when I found that out. It changed everything. Oh, he loves me. Oh, he loves me. That's when I when I realized, John, when he showed me he loves me and it, it settled down inside, I was I was just taken back by the amazing mercy and grace and love of God. And from that moment on, January the seventh, two thousand and one, I was never again the same. Yeah. And I has, love it. has life been tough since then? Yeah. But it's been great because I know who the king is. You know, you got to know. It's like even answers. Like you just, when someone comes up and asks me, what do you do for a living, John? I just answer, I'm a weightlifting coach. You know, it was interesting because back then I used to have this, like the 2015 time period was one of the strangest times of my life. And I never knew how to answer that. I was like, well, I'm an athlete, but now I'm kind of retired. But then I run a federation called AWF. So do I say that? Or But I am a coach. But, you know, do I say I'm a coach? Uh, like, what do I say? Like, who am I? Yeah, yeah. Like, who are you? You, know, I, I, you know, I was moving a lot back then and just traveling with the seminars. I never really kind of knew, like, my, I was never grounded because I was doing so many seminars and traveling. Like, I just was kind of lost. Like, I didn't know my identity. My ground was not stable. Mm. I love it now when somebody asks me, like, what do you do for a living job? I said, I'm a weightlifting coach. I just, just simple. I'm a simple man. That's it. That's my answer. And, and the same thing goes, and it makes me feel good in my heart that I could just answer like that because it's true. It's grounded. It's simple. It's simplicity's king. I simple. Love it. But it's the same thing. I, I, I'm prepared when someone asks me, oh, you go to church, great. Oh, you're a Christian. Oh, what domination? I'm just ready. I have the answer ready because it's so true. Oh, you want to know my domination? Oh, yeah. What's, what, what, what kind of church is it? Oh, I just, it's the, just the Bible. My, you know, the Bible believing. I just believe in the Bible. Yeah. So it's non-denominational. I, I I don't know. It's just it's I, my my domination denomination is the Bible. Like it's yeah, just that's that's what it is. Like Jesus. this is Jesus. Jesus. This is God. It's Yahweh. It's Jesus. It's everything. It's the it's the Trinity. It's just, that's what mm-hmm. it is. That, that mm-hmm. that's that's all it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, technically, Athey Creek, the church I go to, is a non-denominational church, but it it. it it, you know, my wife made a good point because I always like to say it's a Bible church because obviously Brett reads the Bible like we're doing from cover to cover, verse by verse, all the way through, doesn't skip a word in order. And that's kind of what we're doing, of course, or not kind of. That's what we are doing. But my wife actually had a good point. She goes, be careful when you tell people it's a Bible church because actually that means something different. That is actually a denomination. 
And I'm like, oh, really? Hmm. Because there's a lot of Bible churches out there that don't even read the Bible and they, you know, it's just, that's a whole different podcast. But, um, I don't know. I, I guess my overall point is read the Bible. <laughs> hey, that's, a great, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. I, Laura's right. You can denomination people who are, are part of a denomination, of course they can believe. And there's nothing wrong with being a Baptist or a Lutheran or whatever. That's fine. You know, the number one thing, though, is you have to be a born-again believer. You have to be a Christian. Christian in the sense of you are part of the family of, of Jesus, so of Christ. And that's the main thing. But, John, I thought I have to come back a little bit. I thought you were a professional screenshot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> click, 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 click. Yeah. No, I look, Laura is 100% right. Like, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying she's saying people who are a part of a dominant denomination. Sorry. I'm always butcher that word can also love Jesus. Don't forget that laugh out loud. She's kind of giving me a shot here. And I want, of course, I want a hundred percent agree with Laura. And maybe I do have to check myself a little bit. Um, but I, I will admit to you, I've been to a lot of churches that throughout the country that were denominations and I'm not trying to put a blanket over them. Right. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people that are deep in denominations or traditions or, you know, Catholics and I could go on. Well, the Bible is warning us though. That's, and, I think that's the main topic we're saying. Uh, yeah. It's warning us. I, I just, I don't warning us that, that we're, you know, like not to just butt in. I just haven't had that. I haven't had a great, a lot of great experiences. It's a lot of human opinion. It's a lot of judging. And for some odd reason, I feel like God's just not talked about a lot. That's all. Now, I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying that's my experiences. And that's why I was so drawn to a non-denominational church. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Personally, that's just my my preference and what sure. I enjoy and where I go. And that's it. But I'm not judging anybody. Man, it's all about just loving Jesus. So sorry, Brian, go. No, I was just saying. Yeah, I, I believe you know, I think your heart's right here. I, I just think uh you know, God just warns us in, in, in every situation, no matter where you go. Because I mean, like I said, church can be in your living room with two people, you know, loving raising your hands and loving the Lord and talking talking about the word. That's what they did in the early days, right? Before they had these monstrous buildings, which I love too. Um yeah, it's your we're people, right? You just every, the Bible warns people, don't get involved with the traditions of men mindlessly because you make the word of God powerless. Because now, like, like sadly, there are, there's a whole bunch of people in, in, that are still following the, the, the uh, words of the rabbis over the Bible, over the Tanakh, right? Mm-hmm. So they, it's just you have to watch out. Then you're going to – you just start down weird roads when you just and, follow traditions instead yeah. of the Bible. And, and Laura makes a really, 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 really good point. Um, she says non-denominational churches have the same issues. 100%. She couldn't have said that any better. It's just yeah. humans, period. Let's just wrap it up into a nutshell. Let's get rid of the dom- denominations, all this, 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 this human tradition. It's humans. Yeah. That's why I think it's very important. And, and Laura's so right. And, you know, and I got to check myself on, on, on this. And, and, and so I, I love that Laura is on the chat board here, but it's just read the word, love God, study the word, live the word, go Amen. to church, love your church. But I, I do think Brian makes a really good point, but also make sure that you're in a good spot. 
and mm-hmm. that it's biblical. That's it. Just make sure your church is biblical. That's all. Period. Yep. That's my only thing. You know. That's it. Yep. What, what was the was the answer to a thousand questions? Be led by the Spirit of God. Be led. If He leads you to one church, Athey Creek or wherever, go there and love God, and and put and bring your light, and shine it on the whole world. That's it. That's it, man. If you lift up Jesus, that's the answer. That's 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 what it's all about. Lift up Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, shoot, we got. I get Laura on here most of the time. Okay, here, well, last comment from Laura here, and then we got to get out of here. Uh, she says, I'm mostly stirring the pot. Okay. Mm. I like switching up services from time to time. Sometimes I go to the Anglican church. Sometimes I go to the community church. Anglican. Anglican. Oh, Angleton, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're fine. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's... Yeah, what is, what is an Anglican? It's more like a... a it started. It stemmed from you know the Church of, of in Britain, England, like the English Church, the Church of England. Okay. Yeah, and so they, you know, they they take communion, you know, and and so on, and then, which is amazing. That's that's correct. But it, they have traditions just like everybody else, and which is good. They love the Lord, and that's amazing. That's what it's supposed to be. It's just a denomination, and then a community but, church. But is it okay to not have traditions? That's that's my question to you. I mean, I'm when you're saying traditions, 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 and I'm hearing this word a lot, and. Uh, well, of course, traditions are okay, but I, I'm, I'm, and I'm sorry that if I'm being no, you're biased you to Athey Creek, I'm sorry if I'm being biased to the church I go to. I mean, it's because I love my church, but I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, we don't have traditions. I can't think of one tradition that we have at Athey. We, we show up, we listen to Brett read the Bible and talk about it. We, we sing. Sure. Yes, we do take communion because that's biblical, and then we go home. Well, over time, let's see the Anglican Church and, and the Catholic Church and other church church uh, churches have just added different things, right? It's structures, like good good point by Laura says. They've added little things in their ceremonies or in their services. Added little things here, a little you know, like um, how they kneel, how they stand up, things like that. The way they pray, the prayers okay. they pray, and I see what Laura's like saying. That. But isn't there a difference between biblical? And then also traditions that man has just made. So, I mean, Laura's saying... It can be. She's saying, sure you do. You sing music, listen to sermon, pray, etc. And I, I agree with that, of course. But is there a difference well, there, between biblical and then tradition? Well, there, you know, you know men's, men can add things to, to a, a, a biblical sermon or a church service. And that's not necessarily instructed by God. That doesn't mean it's wrong. It could be correct. Like, where is it in the Bible that you're supposed to have five hours or two hours or 30 minutes of, of music? It doesn't say that. So, you know, you should be led by the Spirit of God, period. But there are there are things that can lead us into just being uh, not understanding why we're doing it. That, that's the main thing. Right? It all boils down to this. If you don't know why... And you're just doing things mindlessly because you believe that this is the what's going to get you to heaven, or this is what you know you're told to do, or you're forced to do it. You have to watch out for that kind of stuff. You have, you know, you need to know why and and why you're loving God a certain way, or why you're singing. You know, it's you know, and you don't know that first day one. Yeah, yeah. That's, but there are great. there are things there are things that can I, lead uh, you into the world. I think it's but, an amazing conversation, and I love it. Sure. And. Uh, Dolores has been fire on here. So great. And uh, and who knows? You know what? I got to say something. Maybe there's somebody out there listening that, you know, is looking for a church for the first mm-hmm. time. And this might help them. 
And Absolutely. or there's somebody that might be at a church that's like, holy smokes, I might be at the wrong spot maybe. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. I'm not saying you're going against God by saying that, but there could be somebody listening saying, wow, you know, yeah. Uh, maybe I need to look around somewhere else. Maybe Brian and Laura and, and, and John here, boy, they've really kind of like opened my mind and to a few different aspects that I I might need to do some, some, uh, maybe some, some reevaluation. I'm not saying anything, not saying that's a relationship with you and, and Jesus or anything, but I don't know. I think it's, I, I think that even though this subject can be a little touchy, I think it's an important conversation to have. That, that's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Hey, there's there 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 are there are seasons in our life, seasons where we go we 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 do certain things, we go to certain places, and we worship in certain areas. So whatever you're doing, just do it for the Lord, no matter what it is. Right. You know, if you're going to a Catholic church right now, go to do it for the Lord. If you're going to an Anglican church, do it for the Lord. If you're going to a church where they just read the Bible and they just believe in the Bible or whatever. Do it for the Lord. That's the, the bottom line, right? Mm. And he'll he'll adjust your heart where you need it adjusted. That's well said. That's well said. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll angle you here and there. So, yeah. Oh. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's great. Well, one chapter, an amazing chapter. And uh, we, we had some great conversations on this Wednesday morning. Exodus yeah. chapter 4. Uh, and thank you, chat board, by the way. And Laura and Torres and William, everybody jumping live on uh, the chat board. We appreciate that. Um, huge and for everybody listening uh, recorded later uh, God bless and thank you for listening uh, Brian Knight on the mic tomorrow we'll hit 5 and 6 Exodus maybe even 7 um, let's go for it and uh, dear Lord bless us today look over us keep us safe give us strength uh, we love you everything good in our life is from you and we appreciate mm-hmm. that we're grateful we're humble we bow at your feet we lay our life at your feet we're living for you you're not living for us we're here for you that's the mindset that we need to have because that's the truth and i think sometimes we forget that uh amen amen all right we'll see you guys tomorrow salute salute